Welcome to Talk No Jutsu. I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife, Spiral Fishcake, and we're here to talk about anime. Anime is an important part of our culture! On this episode, we're going to do some anime 1v1s, and then we're going to talk about some anime we've been watching recently, like Tokyo Revengers, My Hero Academia Season 5, Fruits Basket The Final Season, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S, and more. Alright, so, like Smug Donuts said, we're going to do some anime 1v1s, so we're going to pick two characters out of a hat and one scenario out of a hat, and we're going to pick which character from those two might be better in that scenario. I'm going to pick the characters and you'll pick the scenario. So go ahead and pick the characters. I got Naruto and Zenitsu. And the scenario is, who would be the best mech pilot? I mean, we already know that Naruto can pilot a mech, kind of. When? Because Naruto becomes a mecha anime at the end. When he and Sasuke get in, like, giant spirit mechs. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're both, like, fantasy characters, right? I guess Naruto has more, like, technology, right? I don't trust Zenitsu to pilot a mech at all. <laughs> I feel well, like is he would asleep? be nervous. That's true. Zenitsu asleep versus Zenitsu awake is two very just... different characters. <laughs> I just don't think you can pilot a mech while asleep. I'm going to give this one to Naruto because I don't trust Zenitsu. I feel like he would be freaking out the whole time. Like, oh my god, what happens? What do I do? Nezuko, ne where are Nezuko? you? Yeah. So I think it's it's Naruto on this one. I agree. So the next two characters I got, Vegeta and Reagan from Mob Psycho 100. And the scenario is most likely to want to delete their browser history after death. Oh, 100% Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's anybody else but Reagan here. Vegeta is too busy fighting and doing other stuff. He probably doesn't even have a computer. If Bulma saw, Bulma is the smartest person on Earth, okay? In the universe, I'd say. <laughs> There's no way Bulma doesn't know every element of Vegeta's browser oh, yeah. history anyway. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if he is on the computer, Bulma's, Bulma's already seen everything. He probably knows not to do anything weird. <laughs> but Reagan, yeah, I don't know what that man be doing or looking at, but <laughs> I 100% believe that would be him. What would Reagan's search history be like? How to... How to con children <laughs> into staying at your agency. But also, like, be their father figure, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> How to be a good sensei and con artist at the same time. He got some shady stuff I'm sure he'd be looking up. Yeah, for real, for real. All right. Megumin Hanakawa. Who would be best at finding the One Piece treasure? I know the answer to this. Hanakawa from Monogatari. She knows everything. She would be able to find the One Piece treasure. She doesn't know everything. She just knows what she, she just knows. knows. What she knows. And Megumin, like, okay, in order to find the One Piece treasure, <laughs> Megumin you have to get through all these pirates. And Hanakawa is just a girl with some supernatural stuff maybe megumin has explosion she's gonna get through way more she pirates she wouldn't be able to locate it she can't get anywhere she might be more likely to find it but she's less likely to get to it 
That's all I'm saying. I don't think so. You sure? There's a lot of strong people in One Piece, and none of them have been able to find it. I think it's somebody smart that they need. All right. And I think they need Hanakawa. I think she'd be able to locate the One Piece But she treasure. doesn't have explosion. She doesn't need What it. else do you need? As far as I understand, Ace... In, in One Piece, which I haven't really seen much of, has fire. You don't understand. Fi- he has not found You don't the One understand Piece the spirit of explosion. Then, if you think <laughs> you need something else like fire, okay. Listen, I think that you're overestimating the explosion. It doesn't last that long. Whoa! It just kind of goes away. Name a problem in Konosuba that wasn't solved by explosion. All of them. All of them. All problems. of them were solved by. <laughs> what are you talking about? She what cre- are you talking she about? She created problems with her explosion. No. Yes, she did. They were so effective that they had like cascading <laughs> effects. That's not. We're moving the same. on. All moving right. on. Hanakawa for sure would find that It'd one be, piece. It would treasure. be Megumi. My girl for sure. Hanakawa, she can do anything. Okay. I got Rock Lee and Shinobu from Monogatari. Who would you rather have attached to your hand like in Parasite? <laughs> Rock Lee, but I feel like he'd be very encouraging. <laughs> I feel like whenever I'd feel sad, he'd be like, just remember the spirit of youth. I feel like he would just really remind me that I'm doing okay. Yeah, Shinobu, any day for me. Yeah, of Shinobu course. all day, any day. Well, she's like your favorite, one of your favorite anime Yeah, it's hard not time. to pick her just in general for anything. Okay, I have Spike from Cowboy Bebop and Toru from Fruits Basket. Who would be better at using the Death Note? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, but hold on. It depends on what you mean by better <laughs> at using the Death Note. Obviously, Toru, I would rather have the Death Note. But I think Spike would be more effective with the Death Note at using it more often. I feel like Spike would lose the Death Note. No, Spike would sell the Death Note. Probably for food. Yeah. No, for whatever pirates, okay, space listen, pirates that need. episode where they had no food and they only had like that mushroom, there's 100% he would have sold the Death Note to get something. I think he'd use it for a while and then he'd sell it. I think he would actually use it though, which is why I'd pick Spike because I think he would actually use it. So that's better at using it. You think he'd use it to kill Vicious? Well, he'd use it to kill a bunch of people he didn't like. You think like. so? Yeah. Man, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have to go with my girl Toru on this. Why? Because she would just put it away somewhere, probably hide it. I don't know. She wouldn't use it. That would be better at it. You have to use the Death Note to be better at using it. I guess I would trust Spike to like have some sense of justice. I don't know about that. <laughs> why, are you, why, are you, why are you being so rude to Spike from Cowboy He's Bebop? a space what do you pirate. To you? Yeah, but I feel like he has a decent sense of justice. He's not going around fighting good people, really. Okay, I guess we'll go with Spike since Toru wouldn't use it. We got Taiga from Toradora and Violet from Violet Evergarden. Who would carry a sports team to the finals? I mean... Is it a happy sports anime or is it a sad sports anime? (laughs) That really makes a difference. (laughs) No, I think it would be Violet because she's got some serious military training. So she would definitely like be the most physical of the two. Plus, Taiga can't swim. No, 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 no. Taiga can't swim. So if this is a swimming anime, like that ain't going to happen. No, 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 no. What? Violet would be pretty immediately disqualified for being a robot. 
she's not a robot. She only has metal arms, so that's kind of rude, actually. Oh, is she not a robot? No, she's a oh, person. Oh, man, I was not paying attention in Violet Evergarden <laughs> at all. She's a person. She just got her arms blown Violet off. Violet Evergarden's a person? Yes, she just got her arms blown off. <laughs> we watched, we both watched you that anime, that Violet right? was a robot the whole time? Okay, I legitimately thought Violet Evergarden was a robot. Is she not a robot? No, she's not a robot. Okay, I gotta look this up. She's not a robot. She just has metal arms. Violet she just has robot ar- like Evergarden. robotic arms because they got blown off during the war. She herself is a person. Oh, holy crap. And here I thought that there was this whole other level of the anime where a robot was learning to love. You, you thought <laughs> she's just traumatized and made to go to war. Like, they just found her and turned her into a war machine, mm-hmm. not like an actual machine. She's not a robot. She's a person. Wow. Did You really thought that this whole time? Yes. I really thought that she was some kind of doll robot. Well. Wow. You're wrong. I sure am. <laughs> okay, but she acts like a robot, though. She does, to be fair. That is true. Okay, but going back to the original question here i (laughs) i think i think this may be the dumbest i've ever been i I think so too wow i can't believe you really thought that i'm concerned for you you all right you doing okay well when you see somebody's arms are robotic and they act like a robot make an assumption you like put the pieces together that they're a robot okay look i didn't think (laughs) from the beginning of the anime that she was a robot I put the pieces together that she was a robot like they were going to reveal it later. I thought they were going to reveal it later that she was a robot. What? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought that like the puzzle, the pieces of the puzzle were revealing that she was a robot. Okay. I, we, we need to move on. We've talked for like way too long about whether or not Violet Evergarden, who is a human being, is a robot or not. When she's clearly, I'm just wrong. I don't know how. All right. Like I've slipped through the Mandela effect into another universe <laughs> where Violet is a human being. Listen, as much as I love my girl Tyga, I think Violet's going to be carrying a sports team to the finals. Here's here's the thing. If it was a single person competition like golf, I would go for Violet Evergarden every time. She has the precision 100%. But I just don't think that she has the ability to motivate and inspire and work with the team like Tyga would. I think Tyga could get up and lead. I think she could swing that bat or whatever as hard as she can. And she may not have the strength Violet does. But I think with all of their hearts together that Tyga could do it. She's the palm top tiger. Yeah. How could you not be inspired by that? I would think that Tyga might get disqualified because of her anger issues. I think she would throw a bat at someone possibly... That could happen. You know. But so. I'm I'm betting on that not happening. Sorry. I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree Tyga on this 100%. One. Violet 100%. Okay, we got Haruhi Suzumiya from The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya and Asuna from SAO. Who do you think would win a debate? Haruhi, hands down. Haruhi? Oh, yeah. Asuna is pretty cool and all, but like Haruhi is so convincing. She convinced Kion, who doesn't want to do anything ever in his life, to do all sorts of stuff with her. 
So I feel like she would definitely win a debate against Asuna. But Asuna is graceful and like beautiful and kind. And you don't think that her intelligence would make her a cut above? Well, I guess, okay, are they debating against each other? Yeah. Or are they debating in Let's general? Let's say they're debating against each other. Yeah, Haruhi would win. There's no way. She would just keep on going. She's persistent. I feel like Asuna's super nice, so she'd eventually just be like, whatever. You know what? Okay. I actually agree with you. I feel like she is better at imposing her will on others. She will make something happen. Whereas I feel like Asuna's going to kick butt and protect the ones she loves. But I feel like eventually she'd be like, you know what? Fine. Haruhi, whatever. We're done. This is over. I want to move on. Where's Kirito? Goodbye. I got mad respect for Asuna, but I feel like this is not the fight that she would win. No, it's not. So we have Naofumi from Rising of the Shield Hero and Senpai from Nagatoro. Who would be the best Oran Host Club member host? Oh, man. I feel like the girls could really go for Senpai. I feel like that role is missing... I was just Oran about to club. say that because Naofumi is very like dark and brooding and I feel like they That's already, already have covered. that. I feel like Naofumi's they're missing really cute, the, though. I feel like they're missing the senpai character. I feel like girls would like Naofumi but I feel like senpai is just so shy and sweet and awkward and cute and they don't really have somebody like that in the host club. I think he would hate his life being a host club member. I think Naofumi would hate it, though, too. Although, admittedly, it does seem like Naofumi gathers women around him. So does Senpai, whereas man. Whereas Senpai, like, so does has senpai. one wo- woman, one girl, and the other girls are just there to pick on him. But what do you really need in a host? It's not people who are in love with you. It's people who come to your cafe, right? Well, And they I both mean... have three girls that would come to their cafe all the time. Part of it is that girls are supposed to want you and want to talk to you. Because you're a host. and Yeah. I feel like Naofumi might be too intimidating for the regular girl. I feel like Senpai is very sweet and approachable. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. He's kind of nerdy. But he's adorable. He's very sweet. I feel like Senpai wins in my heart. Would I rather eat lunch with Senpai or Naofumi? It depends on what my goal is. Right. But... I think that Naofumi's already in the club in a way. I think they already have <laughs> Yeah, that. they already got that. They already got that covered. So I think Senpai. Senpai's going to be the better host. I gotta I'd agree go for here. Senpai. Yeah. I'd go for Senpai. I would totally want to show with Senpai over Naofumi, honestly. Asta from Black Clover or Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. Who would make the best Akatsuki member? Koro-sensei. <laughs> Although this is a good toss-up kind of thing. I feel like Asta's I feel like so they both loud. could do it. I Asta feel like they so both could do it. so loud that like they would probably kick him out to be honest. That art is the an explosion guy. Datara? Datara is so loud yeah, and they don't Asta's kick him out. Yeah, on a whole other level. You don't They're understand. all loud. I don't know what you're talking about. You They're all seen loud Black except Clover. for you except don't... for Tachi. Itachi. Itachi's chilling. Yeah, Itachi's chill. But Koro Sensei would look so cool in the Katsuki Yeah, that's what I was outfit. thinking too. He'd and be he... so creepy with like that smile and then like this the outfit. I don't know. To me, he just feels like Toby. You know? Yeah, yeah. He gives off Toby vibes. Toby vibes. I like it. You're right. You're right. Okay, we got Speedwagon from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Sakura from Naruto. Who would be the best assassin? Killing without getting caught. I mean, we saw 
Speedwagon tried to kill Barry unsuccessfully. He like threw his hat and didn't get anywhere. Sakura is literally a ninja. Yeah, she's literally a ninja. But we all know how useless she is, right? So oh, whatever. Speedwagon's like a mafia member, the head of a mafia. And later in life, he's rich. And so he could hire somebody to do it. It's not hiring an assassin. It's being an assassin. I think Sakura would be the better assassin. I agree with you. I mean, I, Sasuke I feel like... didn't even know she existed half the time. So <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. She could be... The person who's the most effective Naruto character in all of Naruto. And it's just we don't know. Because she's so good at killing without getting caught that we just never noticed that she killed all of the bad guys. That's what it is. Sasuke didn't know she existed, so she's just so they, sneaky. We all think she's useless, but really, she's the true, <laughs> true most powerful OP character sure we'll go with soccer <laughs> the only reason we don't see her in any of those big fights is that she's too busy fighting goku goku keeps on knocking on her door so next i have mugen from samurai shampoo and saber from fate stay night series who would you like as a guest on Takno jutsu saber saber Mugen is so loud and all over the place. There's yeah. no way that we'd be able to interview him. He'd be like, where's your food? I need to leave. Saber would make a great waifu to like put on the title of the episode. And like everybody's excited about her. Makes business sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saber's polite. I think she'd be nice to talk to. I think she'd be friendly. Saber's the good choice here. No offense to Mugen. Mugen doesn't have Excalibur. Yeah, I mean, come on. Not even a competition there. Jean's my favorite anyway over Mugen, to be honest. Wait, if it was Jean versus Saber. Jean. I would pick Saber still, any day. I'd invite Jean over. He seems so calm and cool. So I got Tomoya from Clanad and Akane from Psychopass. Who would you rather go on a road trip with? Akane from Psychopass. I feel like she uh, would know where everything is. Hmm. On a road trip. What kind of road trip is this? Like any kind of road are trip, we, you know? Are we just trying to get somewhere, or is the road trip the point? I think the road trip's the point. I'm going with Akane for sure. I feel like we would have fun. She'd be cool to talk to. We would be organized. We'd get to places in a timely manner. Yeah, I just don't know. I, f I feel like I'd go with Tomoya on this one. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like he's always hanging out with a harem of girls that... I imagine we'll come to what it's just him man it's just him it's just tomoya oh well then akane probably yeah that's what i figured i don't want to go to on a road trip with just a dude just tomoya he's he's a pretty good dude to go on a road trip with though i, I think he seems very caring yeah and kind. he's caring and, he's and i bet he would chill. pay for stuff like he would pay for his share of gas probably i got saitama from one punch man and mayuri from steins gate if they could time travel, which one would stop Hitler the fastest? I mean, Saitama would just punch him. One of them has more time travel experience. The other True. one has the ability to kill people in one punch. Let's be honest, too. Myuri is like the sweetest little baby angel ever. She's like a sweet, kind lady. So Once maybe she, she says could just. Once she says to then Hitler would just give stop up. Stop being evil, yeah. I think. He would see Myuri, realize the his error mistake. of his ways yeah. and then just be good i think that could happen 
I think Saitama would come punch him, and then that would be the end of it. I don't know. This is a tough one for me. I'm going to go with Saitama just because he can punch really fast, you know, punch really hard. Yeah, I'll go with Saitama here, too. Okay. I got Light Yagami himself from Death Note and Dazai from Bungo Stray Dogs. This could be interesting depending on what it is. Who would you prefer to give the ability to stop time to? Dazai. Can you trust Dazai? I know I can't trust Light. <laughs> Yagami, for God's sakes. Like, Light would use that for evil 100%. <laughs> Dazai, he might use it for sneakiness. I can't really trust either of these characters, to be completely honest. I don't know. I feel like it'd be a more entertaining series if it was Light. Wouldn't it be more fun to watch a series where Light has the ability to stop time and has the Death Note? Like, yeah, what kind of antics it, would he get was into? Was the question, who would you trust It's more? who would you trust to have the ability to yeah, stop I time. Yeah, I can't trust Light. I, yeah, I wouldn't trust Light either. I would definitely trust Dazai over Light. Okay, I got... Sukuna from Jujutsu Kaisen and Mustang from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Who would be better at owning a farm? <laughs> not, not Sukuna. <laughs> what do you mean He's not like Sukuna? He's like a demon. He'd, just, he'd probably just burn it all down. I don't know. I don't know what he'd do. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what is Mustang ability to Mustang can burn powers. things. Well... <laughs> <laughs> either of these people would be good at owning a farm <laughs> but who would be better i'm going with sukuna on this what? i feel like he's a demon he i know but demons have world. interests if his interest was owning a farm i think that he would do an excellent job what makes you say that he's capable of taking command and like what mustang's literally the leader in the okay, military that's fair that's fair I don't know. I feel like they're both equally commanding, if if at their full potential. Like what Sukuna. Is, did, what does being commanding have anything to do with owning a farm? Okay, let's We're get down to the basics. We're talking about raising chickens and stuff here. And I think that Sukuna has more abilities that would be useful in that situation. Like what? He's a demon. He can do a lot of different stuff with <laughs> like, like weird flesh stuff and like life manipulation that would be really useful for a farmer all that all that mustang can do is burn things and that's the last thing you want in a farm unless you're cooking which you could cook your stuff if you own a farm so that's useful to be fair like you could be the best cook but i don't think that that's mustang style i don't know i think mustang would be better at owning a farm all right agree to disagree here I feel like you're only seeing one element of it. Sukuna would have the best evil demon farm. <laughs> I would like to see that, honestly. Okay. Okabe from Steins Gate and Darkness from Konosuba. Which would be a better gambling partner in a Kakagurui-style tournament? I could see Okabe getting really into it, honestly. I would go with Okabe over Darkness. Really? Yeah, I could see Okabe just like being hardcore into the gambling. I disagree. He'd use his science to like help I me figure this out. I strong disagree. Really? What would Darkness I do? I think unless everybody knew Darkness's stick, I think she would be so good at gambling. Just think about it. She would be like all in, just all in right now, and they would all be like, oh my screwed she's doing it and she's just sitting there like yes i'm gonna lose all of my money <laughs> and then i got nothing <laughs> but they would all believe her bluff 
You think so? Yes. And when she has really good cards, she would be like, man, this gives nothing to me. Yeah, because she's masochistic. She would be sad that she got good cards. Everybody would be convinced that she has nothing. I think she would be a great gambling partner. You could never read her unless you knew her shtick. I'm still going to go with, with Okabe. Darkness on this one. all day. Darkness all day. Any Konosuba member but Aqua, I pick them every time. I got Nagisa from Clanad and Yui from Kaon. If given God powers, who would create a better universe? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I got to go with Nagisa on this one. I feel like Yui isn't organized enough to create a good universe. I would live in Yui's universe any day. Yeah, I know. Well, that's because she's your favorite anime character. Adore her. And I feel like she's your spirit animal sometimes. Hey. Like, you identify a lot with her. Don't need to be rude, but yes, true. (laughs) How's that rude? She's a great character. (laughs) She's kind of dumb. Well, we all have our strengths. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I think Nagisa would be a bit more organized, but she's also also not particularly, like, organized. Yeah, that's not her strong suit either. I could live in her Dongo family universe, and honestly, that would be enough for me. We got Mai from Bunny Girl Senpai and Armin from Attack on Titan. Who would be better at saving the world from a zombie apocalypse? Armin. Yeah, Armin. I think Mai would do a good job of inspiring people, but I feel like that only goes so far. I think that people would have an easier time overpowering her. I imagine that her effectiveness would only go so far. Yeah, Armin got training. Armin got powers. Yeah. He could do a lot. I think people could beat beat her. She doesn't have, like, military training or anything. No, she's, like, literally just an actress. So it's like that actress is good if she's being protected. But I think if she's not being protected, she would just get taken or something. Kidnapped. We got Mako from Kill a Kill and Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Who would be better at killing their best friend than their brother than restoring their clan? honestly gonna go with mako here there's no way there's no way tanjiro would kill one of his family members there's just no way mako i think she'd do it i've seen rich mako i know what she would do i'm 100 percent going with tanjiro here what without a doubt why because i think tanjiro even though sasuke is a bit more of like an emo kind of kid i feel like they both have the same sense of duty that each other has i think that tanjiro if his brother was out there killing people if his brother was responsible for killing he walked in on his family right if he walked in and he saw all of his clan had been murdered, I think Tanjiro would be the one to absolutely make it his number one duty to find the person who, who killed his clan. I don't think so. I think that he would try to help his brother understand right and wrong and like save his brother. I don't think no. he'd kill him. I don't think it's that far off from what we have now in Tanjiro's life. I don't think so, man. And I think he would be way better at restoring his clan, too. I just think he's that kind of guy. I'm going to go with Mako on this one. He would make it one. his mission. I'm going to go with Mako Tanjiro on this 100%. One. I disagree with you. I just don't think... There's no way. I don't think Tanjiro would kill Mako his Mako couldn't do it. I don't think Mako has it in her. I think she does. All right. We got L from Death Note and Aragi from Monogatari. Who would you rather die at the end of a tragic love story? Aragi. <laughs> no, not... 
Not like you don't like them, so they die. It's somebody who you're oh, like. It makes me mad. <laughs> no. Bye. You're like watching a love story and you like love both of the characters and it's tragic that they both die. It's not that you want to see them die. Okay, it's not like I hate Aragi like that. That's like which, which I guess, which love story would you rather watch? A love story where Aranagi tragically dies at the end, or a love story where L tragically dies at the end. I think I'd rather see Aranagi tragically die at the end, to be honest. L easily. Although if if Aranagi dies, that means Shinobu's available, right? Shinobu would kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. I gotta keep Aranagi around to keep Shinobu happy, I guess. So L. It's gotta be L. I would just be really sad if L fell in love and then died. Like that would just be tragic. That's the point. It's yeah, a tragic I would love feel story. Sad. I don't want to. They do make you feel sad. I feel less sad if Aragi fell in love and died. But you're missing the point. You're supposed to feel sad. Plus, I feel like it's Aragi a tragic would love die, story. Like saving somebody. The point is to make you feel sad. So L is more effective at making you feel sad. I guess. So we agree L because Adonagi wouldn't feel as tragic. I don't want to see L die. That's the point. Okay. Okay. Who would you least want to see die in a tragic love story? L. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Umaru from Umaru-chan and Kamina from Gurren Lagann. Who would make the better magical girl? I think Umaru would make the better girl. I think Kamina would make a better magical Could you imagine, though, Umaru, just to be clear, not like Umaru at school, the Umaru at home magical girl character. (laughs) She'd be so lazy. She wouldn't do anything. She'd be so funny. Wait, wait. Okay, hold up. Is Umaru actually already a magical girl? Yes, she is. Because she transforms. For school, she transforms into a perfect girl. Yeah, so is she already She is literally already a magical girl. She has a magical transformation. You know, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with my guy Kamina, though. No, I think Umaru-chan is literally a magical girl, though. I'm still going with Kamina. All right. Kamina wins everything. He's, he's my favorite. He's literally your character. favorite character, so he's I gotta give win it everything. to you. I'll give it to you, just like Yui and Shinobu. Rem from ReZero or Mob from Mob Psycho 100. Who would people get more salty if they were added to Smash? Super Smash Brothers. I Ultimate. feel like Mob would be awesome in Smash. I don't know. I think that Mob is not as well known as Rem. Yeah, and she's a waifu that a lot of people like. I think that people would get mad because there's so many guys added to Smash and there's not enough girls. So Rem is a girl. That would make some some people happy. Moves that she could do. Mob is psychic. Mob is basically. Stop! Don't say it. Mob is not basically Ness. (laughs) Don't don't do that. No. Yo. No. 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 Yo, they're so similar though. Think about it. Oh my god! Mob and Ness are the same person! No, they're not! Don't say it! Why? Oh my god, I never realized this. They're not. They're not the same. Mother 3 win? So we agree people get madder if Mob was added to Smash? I I think so. I don't know. I feel like Mob makes sense as a Smash character. I think they both do. Mikasa from AOT or Yoko from Gurren Lagann? Who would be best at folding a Chipotle burrito with too many ingredients in it? Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> Why? She's a, she's, 
know. I just really felt that in my soul. <laughs> just really felt that. I feel like Mikas is pretty like aggressive and kind of all over the place, and I think she'd be mad at the burrito. Uh huh. And I feel like Yoko has worked with kids, so she's probably like good at burrito folding. <laughs> Good old kids. Maybe she's tucked she's like in made, children she's like, like a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> what does this have to do with the burrito no, art? I mean, she's probably made. What does she, this have to do with burrito jutsu? <laughs> the famous Chipotle <laughs> expert burrito jutsu. They study it. She's probably done crafts with kids, or she's probably like. I think she used to make food on the ship. Okay, sometimes. addendum. It's Aaron Yeager's burrito. <laughs> then you know Mikasa be like training for years how to make that perfect burrito for Aaron. You know, okay. and, and Yoko. In just every like, other situation, Yoko would win. Just yeah, to be clear, sure. so I think Yoko is the answer to this question. For sure. But if it is Aaron Yeager's burrito, then Mikasa would have She would have trained for years for that burrito to be perfect. Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen and Itadori from Jujutsu Kaisen. Who would have the better Jojo stand? Oh, Gojo, 100%. Gojo, Jojo. (laughs) (laughs) Gojo, Jojo. That's Gosef... Gosef Joestar. Gojo. (laughs) Gosef Joestar? (laughs) They're stupider names I've heard. They really are. I don't know. I feel like his would be really cool. I feel like Itadori would have a cool one, but Gojo's vibe just makes me feel like he would have a really cool Jojo stand. I don't know. I think that he's already powerful enough. I think Itadori, in a way, already has a really cool Jojo stand. Think about it. Sukuna's his Sukuna stand? Sukuna is his stand. That's kind of fair, honestly. Yeah, and so Sukuna is really cool for a stand. That's true. And what does Gojo have? Like, Infinity is his stand? What's better? His Infinite Domain versus Sukuna? Yeah, which one would you pick in a fight? Stand versus stand fight. Well, I mean, Gojo said that he would definitely beat Sukuna by himself. I think we all know Gojo would win in any fight. Well, unless that's it's not the question Goku. either. It's who would have the better stand. stand. Hmm. So I think it's Gojo. Yeah, I guess I agree. We got Sosuke from Full Metal Panic and Karma from Assassination Classroom. Who would win a boxing tournament? Sosuke. Are you sure about that? He's got the military training. But Karma is just as cutthroat as Sosuke, and you know but it. But Karma is better with guns and knives. This is a boxing tournament. So? Sosuke's not a boxer. Sosuke's got lots of training. I, I think it is really clear, though, that it would be Sosuke. I think in any martial situation, I would give it to Sosuke. In terms of two different people with human ability, I think Sosuke would almost certainly win. Yeah, in almost, he's really I think good he may be like combat. the strongest martial human abilities only character I've seen. Whenever I see him walk into a military base, I'm like, oh, all those military people are screwed. There's nothing they can do. They could have walls and walls of like lasers tanks anything and i'm just like oh they're screwed sosuke could kill all of them without even trying it's amazing the amount that sosuke can do you haven't seen full metal panic you really should we got nezuko from demon slayer and luffy from one piece 
Whose Instagram would you follow? Nezuko. Are you sure? Because Luffy can take you all the way across the world and like take pictures of all sorts of characters. Listen, listen. Luffy would probably just take pictures of stupid crap like the ocean or like trying to find One Piece. Nezuko would take pictures of things that actually matter like her. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna follow nezuko's hello Instagram. i take pictures from inside my box <laughs> in my box again <laughs> box girl <laughs> honestly i don't care i would rather follow that than anything hey guys else. welcome to my unboxing video it's nighttime, so i'm going to get out of this box <laughs> my unboxing (laughs) i'm literally unboxing (laughs) myself right now (laughs) yeah i would watch that that's the kind of content that i Tanjiro crate that's the content that i'm here for. i agree i guess i'd pick nezuko too okay kirito from sao and kogami from psychopaths if one of them turned evil which anime would you rather watch of them turning evil? I think I'd rather see Kirito turn evil than Kogami, honestly. Really? Yeah, because I feel like there'd be so much drama if Kirito turned evil. Asuno would be heartbroken. He's overpowered. It would literally screw up the whole world. Whereas I feel like Kogami turned evil, it would be like really sad. Yeah, I think I'd rather watch Kirito be evil, to be honest. I feel like it would just screw up the whole entire SAO world so S- much. What if SAO was good? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so mean. What if Death Gun was Kirito? <laughs> a couple podcasts ago, we were like, SAO is underrated. And now we're like, what if SAO was good? <laughs> it didn't suck. Literally propagating the idea that SAO is bad. Kakashi from Naruto. Kaname from Full Metal Panic. Who would make a better first date? I know who you would pick. It's going to be Kaname for you. I know who I'd want to go on a date with. I know. No. I want to go on a date with Kakashi. No, because he would be late to your first date. Oh, that's a big no-no. Would Kaname he, do you think he would be on time. Wait a second. But it's a personal thing. It's not a shinobi thing. No, he'd be late. You think he'd be late? He'd probably be off reading his inappropriate books out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, oh, crap, I got a date. And then he'd show up 10 minutes late or something. I'd be well, mad. No, he would try to make it on time but he would help five or six people along the way yeah and end up late after helping a dog cross the street yeah, or something i hate is kakashi just yui from kaon <laughs> they're both like they both try but then they end up late because they're doing good deeds yeah you know kaname would be engaging and she's smart she'd be fun to talk to she's very friendly she's very outgoing i can be a little shy at first so i feel like she would carry the conversation for me whereas i feel like kakashi kakashi would make a horrible first date when you think it through i don't think kakashi would be that talkative on i don't first... think so either. i think he would be a little shy at first i think so too and like as an introvert myself i feel like that would be hard to get the conversation started i love kakashi and i would love to go on a date with him and all but i do think kaname make a better first date you don't have to say like i love kakashi i do love kakashi you're like chidori me <laughs> <laughs> not like that so i got amelia from re-zero and todoroki from my hero academia who would have the best Pokemon team? Ooh, this is tough. Todoroki's pretty smart and strategic. Amelia's really smart and strategic. I'm going to go with Amelia on this one. I think Amelia would have a really like well-rounded, well-thought-out Pokemon agree. team. I think Amelia would have 
a super well-rounded team. I think that Todoroki's team would be Charizard and like... Vulpix? Alolan Vulpix. Alolan Vulpix. Charizard and Alolan Ninetales. Ninetales and Alolan Ninetales. Yeah, exactly. There we go. I feel like Amelia would just mix it up. Yeah. I I don't know. What what type would she be if she was a gym leader? Fairy Pokemon? Fairy. I feel like Fairy. That feels right. So Fairy versus Fire slash Ice. Yeah, I'll go with Fairy. Okay, this will be our last 1v1. So we got Nagatoro from Don't Toy With Me This Nagatoro and Simone from Gurren Lagan. And for the final competition, we have Who is a Bigger Simp? I think Nagatoro is a bigger simp, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Hmm. She like hardcore goes after senpai, man. But would she go into space? Would she go into space for senpai? But Simone and Mia were together, so he wasn't simping. Oh. They were together. So there, there's a difference here. Oh, yeah. That's for his woman. Like, that's not simping. Are you sure? Nagatoro and senpai aren't together. Or is he just simping for the idea of Nia? <laughs> what? A simp is somebody who does all this effort but doesn't get a good reward out of it would you say simone gets a really good reward out of it yes i think that nagatoro has a better relationship over are you kidding me over simone and nia are you kidding me she believed in him she encouraged him she brought him out of the depths of despair (laughs) are you serious they protected each other they love one another they were each other's best friends are you saying that what nagatoro and senpai have isn't real it is real and it's adorable but it is not what simone and nia have I can agree with the fact that Nagatoro is the impossible but still somehow possible female simp for (laughs) Senpai, who also is simping somehow for Nagatoro. They both simp for each other. They just don't say to each other. Except, let's be real here, Nagatoro is the one who made the first move on Senpai. She's the one who, like, started hanging out with him. He never asked her to. Oh my god, you're right. At the end of the day... Nagatoro's the one that keeps on harassing him while he produces art. You're right. Nagatoro is actually a quintessential simp. She is. She's just very mean. All right. So now that we've finished with our 1v1s, we're going to be talking about anime that we've been watching recently. And in this next part, we're going to be talking about different plots of the anime. So there will be spoilers. And if you want to avoid those, just check in the show notes and see which parts that you do want to listen to. So speaking of Nagatoro, we finished Nagatoro. Yes, we did. And it was amazing and I loved it. The last episode was so cute and so good. I love Nagatoro. It ended well. It wasn't the perfect anime or anything ending. It was just another romancy kind of It was adorable though. I loved it. It was adorable. But I just want to be clear. I gush over Nagatoro a little bit. I don't think it's a top 10 romance anime ending. I think it was good. I enjoyed it. It was really good. And as somebody who is looking forward to watching that series, I was not disappointed. I'm bummed that they didn't kiss at the end. But, you know, as a veteran romance anime watcher, I knew that was coming. Cheek kisses are pretty they top are tier. They are not the same. They are not in, the same. In an anime, if you get a cheek kiss, no. you cherish. It's not the same. 
It's not. Don't come in here trying to tell me that cheek kisses are the same. They are not the same. You can't come over here and act like an anime veteran, but not feel <laughs> immense happiness when you see a cheek kiss. I was How happy, many anime not the same. have we been in the trenches <laughs> waiting, hoping for them to even just say, I love you. And all we get is holding hands. I you can't tell me okay. when they finally at least hit the target in the cheek. You're like <laughs> inches away. It's only season one. They only went through one kissing training arc. Kissing training arc? They closed their eyes and they got faked out earlier in the season. I feel like if it was a shonen, you would feel perfectly happy with the pace that it went at. You're right. I did love the art gallery part where there's all those drawings of Nagatoro. I thought that was really sweet. Just seeing how much he cares about her and yeah. how much he just enjoys her being her. I thought that was cute. If I walked into an art gallery at school and it was like a festival where yeah. all the different classes classes are doing their own exhibits and one of the exhibits is just 20 drawings of the same girl i gotta admit i would feel slightly creeped out i feel like it's very close between being adorable and being creepy she posed for all of them i know it's not like he's sneaking up on people and drawing pictures of them i guess the fact that she's marketing for it in that suit so that adds another layer of complexity you're walking in and you're like come into the exhibit by the girl that they're 20 pictures of little strange when you say it like that i guess i do feel like it would be a little weird to me but as an anime watcher seeing their relationship develop it was very beautiful it was and as a person watching the anime i felt very touched so overall i'd say nagatora was really good 10 out of 10 i love how it ended 10 out of 10 masterpiece <laughs> 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 it was a really good ending better than girl Lagan. don't ever come into my house and say that ever again <laughs> it's girl Lagan, then right underneath nagatoro <laughs> it's like one step below that so next we watched episodes 12 through 14 of my hero academia season five which is going great by the way yeah it's really heating we up so many complaints about season four yeah we just went great. on and on about how we didn't like it but season five it doesn't reach the greatness of not season yet. one or two not yet but i'm having a good time we're i'm enjoying it we're seeing bakugo we're bakugo, seeing todoroki and deku are at endeavor's agency now that's gonna be really interesting they kind of just recently got there the last episode we saw but I'm it's never gonna reach the heights like no matter how many times we see airy which we've seen quite a lot oh my god it's never gonna reach the heights as when we would see bakugo and toga in the same episode so like <laughs> listen listen when airy was in her cute little santa outfit and she didn't know what the holidays were and she was trying to like bring stuff for them that was so cute okay that actually that was the only time that i didn't get fuzzy feelings for Ari. i kind of felt like that was a little stupid what but the letter she wrote them was very cute it was so cute i love Ari. i love Ari too i can't believe you didn't feel fuzzy best feelings. anime child she's adorable honestly just seeing her these last couple episodes has made it great but i'm excited with the direction it's going i'm, I'm excited to see how Todoroki and Deku and Bakugo do all three working together at Endeavor's agency. I'm really hyped to see some villains come in and do some yeah. story. Hawks? I'm tired of the Hawks thing. I still can't tell if Hawks is a bad guy or if he's a good guy. Well, I guess he's good because he wore an Endeavor, 
right about what's coming i guess I, that book how that i feel cool. how i have always felt is that plot lines like this need to get resolved and, and get moving in a few episodes but shonen sometimes they just take forever and i feel like i've been wondering socks a good guy or a bad guy forever now i feel like maybe if i was watching it all in one sitting i would feel differently probably but, but since like, it's week to week it's like, oh my okay. word i've been through it's been through all the holidays <laughs> like we've been through new year's <laughs> And Hawks, I don't know. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? I, apparently, there's like still a month left of this arc. What did his message say? That they have so many days? I don't remember. I don't remember. But there was like time. some amount of time. And I'm like, there's that much left before this arc starts? <laughs> Hawk, you can't do this to me. Stop being so cryptic. I'm excited to see where that goes. So next I watched Odd Taxi. I finished it all. Last time I was pretty much at the beginning, but this time I finished it and it was amazing. I loved it. Favorite seasonal so far. The way that it all came together at the ending, incredible. Adakawa, amazing protagonist. I loved it. Dobu, amazing antagonist. It was all great. I want to say more about it, but I can't since you have not watched it. And if I said anything else, it would give stuff away. But you highly recommend i highly recommend odd taxi the mystery elements in it were fantastic the way that the story sort of flows along the pacing is really good it's just all really good like it keeps you wondering here's the thing though i think i never thought that this would happen but i I think i may literally be reaching my anime with animal in it limit no i think bna b stars agretzko i tried watching that at one point i can only watch so much Listen, animal people per day not even and i like already play animal crossing it, every day it's not like a big thing that they're animal people it's not like zootopia where it's like oh we're all animals it's just kind of like they're characters that happen to be animal it's not a big okay. thing you would like it i think you should try it sometime i really can't believe how well it wrapped up at the end there are rarely times where i watch an anime and i go wow that wrapped up so well so I also watched Tokyo Revengers, episodes 12 through 15. I was watching an episode right before we started. Things are heating up for Takamichi and then the Tomen gang. And things are really intense. So he's gone through a lot recently, Takamichi has. He has to get this guy back from a rival gang. So one of the members of the gang that he's now a part of went to a rival gang. And he has to go to the rival gang and try to get him back. And he gets dragged to the rival gang by somebody. And he turns out to be one of the creators of the Tomen gang. And so now Takamichi's just like mixed up in this other gang Valhalla like they just dragged him there to be a witness essentially they were agreeing to initiate this guy in because he left the Toman gang to go to this other gang Valhalla and they made Takamichi be a witness to say this is what he said to decide to leave since Takamichi was there when that happened so that was intense because I'm like not so sure they're just gonna let Takamichi leave the Valhalla gang now that he's there I think they might beat him up before he goes or whatever I'm not imagining they're just gonna be like all right bye Takamichi hope you have a great day I will say I am getting a little tired of seeing him get beat up all the time. I know that's not really his thing. Fighting is like not his thing and he's busy trying to save his girlfriend from dying in the future and save his friends from dying in the future. But at the same time, dude needs to learn how to fight I think a little bit. He needs to have his under the waterfall time that Naruto had learning how to fight a bit. He needs to have some training arc. Even if it's just like five minutes a day of push-ups or something. Something's gotta happen for this Even if it's just 100 push-ups, 100 setups and a 10k run but he just needs to do the saitama method he'll be fine yeah something's gotta happen
happen. I think it's been really interesting learning more and more about the inner workings of the gang because for a while we just kind of scratched the surface with Draken and Mikey at the top and now we're learning about all of the people down below them. So we watched episodes one through four of that time I got reincarnated as a slime. How do you feel I about it I did not so far? expect to like it as much as I do. I was expecting it to be a very boring, like everything else kind of anime. But honestly, I'm having a good time. I think it's all thanks to our friend Clifford Chapin for the banger ADR. He does excellent job translating stuff into the dub and coaching his voice actors. He just nails it every time and i loved it he really the voice does. of bakugo clifford chapman every time i watch an anime where he's the adr director i'm blown away so true i have to admit i don't like it as much as you i think when we watched it i was just like not in the mood for an isekai maybe i just need to watch it again it had me legitimately laughing out loud multiple times in the first four episodes it's pretty funny but i feel like i spaced out I've always felt like the person who voices the slime in the English dub, she also voices Misaka from Railgun. I've always thought that she wasn't that great of a voice actor necessarily. She was just always one of my personal favorites. But I think she's doing a great job as the main character of the show. I think she's nailing it. She's legitimately really funny. Yeah, I do think she's doing a really good job. I'm just kind of ready for him to have a body. For real. Next, I watched Two Year Attorney, episodes three through five, and I had to stop watching this before work because I literally was sitting on the couch just crying because of one episode, and I knew what was going to happen. I knew there was going to be a tragedy. I knew it in my heart, but I still allowed myself to fall in love with the character, and they died, and I was just sitting here crying, so emotional, eating my breakfast, sobbing at like 10 a.m you know crying and then i was like well i gotta head off to work after that emotional roller coaster of an episode and so i'm like banned to your eternity from watching it before work so i haven't watched it since i'm like i can't do this anymore not gonna be ugly crying anymore at 10 a.m like i gotta (laughs) wait to do that later in the day I haven't watched it since then. I have to get back into it when I'm ready to ugly cry again. The anime's already been so sad since the beginning, so I know it's going to keep being sad. I've heard that it's sad all the way through. So I'll just have to like mentally prepare myself better before I watch the next episodes. But it's been really good. It's a good anime. It's just very sad at the same time. So we finished Fruits Basket, the final. Everything wrapped up real nice. Horu and Kyo grew old together and had kids and grandkids. Except, okay, I really did want to see... Their kids, specifically. Well, I wanted to see more of them being parents. And then I just saw them walking alone. Old. I just wanted to see them more. It was so good. Of course, Toru healed everyone's hearts, even Akito's heart. And that was really terrifying when she fell off a cliff. But it had no... No business being that emotional. I still feel like the anime would have been better if they weren't animals. Really? I feel like this anime had so many good elements to it. The animal thing is just like some weird hook. But who is it hooking? People who are... Us? Who like animal people? 
Like I mean, that, we got hooked on Fruits Basket. For the for Toru. And yeah, Toru's the only one that doesn't turn into animals. Fair enough. Yeah, but the whole emotional part of it is that they're Zodiac members and they're like bound by yeah, Akito and I they know. can't leave. And that's all emotional. Okay, they had no business making Momiji grow up oh, and be word. so sassy to like, Kyo okay, and like be I so was, intense. I was all about the Momiji glow up. Same. I think we talked about his Momiji glow up last podcast. is the best character in the show i love momiji other than toru obviously i don't normally like male characters that much but momiji won me over easily i still hate kyo because he hurt toru okay i know i know but they grew old together and had a happy life and yuki ended up with his lady and they were happy together they have a good life it seems like everybody had something work out for the best for them even shigure and akito have a good life together now i think the moral of the story a fruits basket is if you're being tortured by a zodiac curse try to save some orphans from the woods living in tents okay what just think about how much their lives improved after they saved some tent orphan that's true so take that as you will take that lesson (laughs) (laughs) as you will okay (laughs) the moral of the story of fruits basket Save orphans from tents and let them live at your house and your life will be much better because they'll cook for you and change your life with their beautiful words of wisdom. That's right. If Toru is this great, would Toru's mom have like also fixed the entire country of Japan if she was alive? Together they would have healed the whole nation. Because Toru can cure animal people and God. I feel like Toru's mom could spread that out even further. I think so. I wish she was still alive. Me too. Toru's dad did not give enough showtime. Can I just say that? I've heard that they're making a special, like an OVA, about her mom's love story and her dad's love story. Really? Yep. I'd watch that. Same. Toru's dad has got it. Is dead. Go it. Oh my god. (laughs) No. Overall, I would say it was a really good end to a season. I think everything wrapped up really nicely. Me too. I haven't seen a show that I felt this consistently good about over multiple seasons as Fruits Basket. First season, I felt really good that she was helping people. In the second season, I felt really good that the other people that she helped spread the love into other people's lives. And in the third season, it all just wrapped up really well. So true. So we watched Beastars Season 2, Episode 1. Man, the OP is never going to be as good as Season 1. No, it was still a pretty good OP, though. But Lewis came back from being gone for two months. But he doesn't want to be the Beastar anymore. No, he wants to go separate ways. So I'm interested to kind of see where that leads. I feel like I remember he starts going down a really dark path i think i saw previews for the seasons he goes and starts doing really bad stuff i could not take the first episode seriously but like i know in the last episode he was in a dark place lewis so it's like i get in the first episode he's gonna still be in a dark place but still when he walks up to lagoji it was like oh you're gonna need to claw it fate of whatever like it he you said need, the you're most, gonna need to claw through the twilight like good luck yeah that was like the, the most chunibio stuff it ever was so and I, I, it was so hard not to roll my eyes it was at that but i know he's going through some stuff also we got that ending where there's this weird creature just in the vents like she's like i i've been hearing you so yeah what is that i don't know well, we gotta watch the next episode. i'm mad that it ended right there i think it's a snake a snaky snake i think it's a snake too we'll have to find out i guess 
So we also watched Dragon Maid season two, episodes Dragon one and Maid two. S. And it's been weird so far. Yeah. Miss Kobayashi was turned into a man. Well, parts of her were manly, so. That was weird. That was really weird. I didn't understand it. Not very much came of it other than just. Discomfort she and awkwardness. The tension. I love how Miss Kobayashi handles everything because she's so chill. She's just like, what? Okay, I'll just deal with it until it goes away. She's just not really faced by much. Yeah, but she's wanting to show Ilulu what it was like for her when she was first having human dragon love. And she's wanting to show that to Ilulu as well. Yeah, what do you think of her character? Ilulu? Yeah. A little weird, I gotta say. I think that's the point, though, is that she's not entirely made, quote unquote. That she's kind of awkward. Well, I think she's supposed to show dragons have been hurt by humans before and how dragons deal with that. Then, like, Kobayashi's supposed to help her through that. But I kind of feel like... Honestly, her character seems a bit unnecessary. I already feel like we have so many dragons. Yeah, there really are. It's just like a lot to keep up with. Although, what do you really expect with from a show called Dragon Maid? True that. It's just. I think she's supposed to represent a teenager coming of age kind of person. Well, she's Toru's age. People have different maturities. I think she's supposed to represent somebody who's coming of age. She's awkward with her powers. I think it's supposed to be like this immature mentality that she has that she's supposed to outgrow by having a family. Makes sense. I find her interesting so far. I don't know, again, how necessary if she is. I wish we would just expand on everybody's stories that's already in it, but we'll see. I do like her character so far. Me too. And just in general, I'm happy that Kyoto Animation is back and making anime again. Me too. Me and too. it's like a light in my life that yeah. they're there. They're such a great studio. I'm so happy that they're back. Their fight scenes are still really good. They didn't have to do all that in Dragon Maid S, but they did it for us. Kick Ilulu into the sky and then use her wings to protect all of the humans. That was amazing. It's all really good. Good stuff. Watching Toru come down and be like, you hurt Kobayashi! Yeah, she was was not about that. So I watched an anime called Silver Spoon, which I'm really loving. I watched episodes one and two, and it's about this guy who's at a farm high school, like an agricultural high school. And he's a really book smart person, but he's not smart in farming like all the other kids there. They haven't really addressed it yet, but he just doesn't want to be at home. They haven't really gone into exactly why. So he went to this high school. It's just funny so far. There's just been some goofy moments. He didn't realize where the egg of the chicken comes from from and he like thinks that it comes from their butts and that's not exactly accurate (laughs) so he's just sitting there looking at the egg thinking about eating it with his food he's like oh my god and then eventually he does crack it eats it with it that was a whole really funny thing it's been really good so far I like it a lot. I've heard good things about it and I wanted to watch it just because of all the good stuff I heard about it. And so far, he's a really entertaining character. He has to deal with a lot. He has to get up now at four in the morning to take care of the horses because he joined the equestrian club for a girl he likes. I'm like, man, getting up at four in the morning for a girl that you like? Some dedication, man. And then they have different practicums and stuff that they have to do where they milk the cows. Getting the eggs was one of them. So it's actually really cool. I feel like there's a lot happening. I'm learning a lot that he's learning. So I'm excited to keep watching his journey, see where he goes. So we finished Dr. Stone Stone Wars. 
I don't think Stone Wars was as good as season one, to be completely honest. Absolutely accurate in every way. There's something magical about every episode of Dr. Stone season one. And I don't feel the magic anymore. I'm not in love with the fact that they're freezing Sukasa after Sukasa got hurt protecting his sister, who was also adorable, by the way. And that reveal that the one guy portrayed him, that was interesting. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I never felt like Sukasa was the perfect foil for Senku. So even though he was really strong, yeah. I always felt like there should have been someone else. And then we got that someone else. It's and Sukasa and Senku fought him together. I guess that's the issue is that I never felt like Sukasa was terrifying and evil. I always felt like he just had a different point of view of the world and that he wanted to force that on people and that was bad that was like wrong but it didn't feel outright evil to the point where i wanted to root against him sure and i didn't really love how at the end they acted like sukasa and senku have been best friends the whole time that was pretty bizarre but i get that when you save somebody's sister that has literally been sick their entire life basically in a coma and she comes out of a coma that you might be able to i don't know get an evil person to have a change of heart yeah Yeah, probably. (laughs) Especially when they weren't really evil to begin with. (laughs) They just acted like they were friends the whole time. And I'm like, y'all were just fighting each other in a war, though. So you weren't best friends this whole time. They had to fight against somebody who was evil. It was super cheesy at the end, though, when they froze him and Senku was just going on about weird stuff. It's a really touching moment where the person who just became his friend dies like, yeah, it's like implied he gets frozen that he in dies, time. I guess. I don't know. He gets frozen, but I think he dies. There's the a point. good chance that he's dead. I think he's dead. Point. I think he gets brought back. I think they bring him back later. But the point is, he's quote unquote dying, and Senku just talks about, yo, is it hilarious how like Mario trips on mushrooms? Ha ha ha. What is he talking what is, about? This is not the time to be bringing up the Mario mushroom thing. That was so weird. I'm like, Senku. What are you doing right now? Why are you like this? This moment was supposed to be so emotional and touching. And I'm just sitting there like, is Senku the most socially awkward (laughs) person in the world or what? Because this is not appropriate. It was so weird. Like you've never once brought up Mario before in this whole anime. And now you're going to bring up Mario when your friend's dying. Wow, it's so inspirational how smart he is. And then you watch him deal with the fact that his friend is quote unquote dying. And you're like, oh yeah, that's right. He's an awkward nerd. I guess. That is not the time. No, it was not. But it was, it was weird. I did like season two overall. I thought Me it was too. good. It, it was just enjoyable. it wasn't as good as the first one. It was a good follow up, but, but it clearly was not as yeah. like inspiring and beautiful as season one. I'm excited though because they're going to travel across the sea. Ooh. So that's gonna be really exciting to uh, see them. Yeah. I love seeing them all imagining like their pirate outfits at the end. That was fun. So we also watched Akira. That was incredible. Oh my word. Amazing. The visuals were absolutely stunning. I cannot overemphasize how much I loved the animation of this movie. I thought that it was all hype from what people were talking about, but within the first five minutes... I was so blown away that it felt like it ruined all the other anime movies we watched afterward. Yeah. In terms of the animation. We watched Perfect Blue and we watched Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. And they just could not compare to even the first five minutes of Akira. It was so beautiful. The shots were iconic. I don't feel like Akira had the same emotional punch as those other movies, to me at least. 
but wow the sound the sights the everything it was like brilliant it was really brilliant i was very very impressed with the directing of the scenes they were all very memorable just the way that things moved the colors of the movie it really is a sight to behold when you watch akira just wow the story the plot line itself is kind of a trip you know yes it is we had to google akira explained at the end Akira's just got a lot of crazy scenes, like the scene where he's at the hospital, I and, suppose. And the whole hospital turns into Legos. Yeah, that oh was really word. crazy. All the walls turn into Legos wow. and he's trying to leave, and that giant bear is in the room. The stuffed animals were there. That was yeah. crazy. And then at the end where he becomes that monster baby and friends get joined in there with him, mm-hmm. like absorbed and by him. becomes God or something. Yeah, that was insane. It it was yeah. all crazy. Akira was such a good movie. It was a trip. It was. And all of the scenes with the bike were really cool. But yeah, at the beginning, there was just a solid 10 minutes where you and I were watching and I couldn't stop audibly being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, amazing. Did you see that way that thing fell down it off the so building? Incredible. Whoa, it's it's the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my word. Really over were. and over again. I was just gushing so hard. You were. It's so a fantastic hard. movie though. Yeah, for real. Very great. I don't think it's exactly my kind of thing when it comes to being a touching emotional tale. That's what. Yeah. But it had the animation chops. For sure. So we finished bottom tier character Tomosaki. And I gotta say, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, who would have figured that one would get weirdly touching and then also they turn the tables on our girl? Yeah, he's gonna teach her how to live life authentically because she's not being very genuine. Yeah, for real. She's like calculating every move. As if it's a game. She's faking through life. She's playing life like a game. Yeah, and Tomazaki's like, I'm going to teach you to be more real at life. And she's going to keep teaching him how to be less socially awkward and everything. And they're still going to play attack fam together. And he's like, you know why you've never beat me at attack fam? Because you're fake. That's basically <laughs> what he told her. And she yeah. was like, what? Oh my gosh. That's all the leverage he has over her. Yeah. Is that he's better at attack fam. That's the only thing he's got. she's literally better at she's, him than everything yes. else. <laughs> So it's like, how come that realness thing doesn't apply to everything else? It's TAC fam. Oh, right, right, right. I really liked it. I hope that they get a season two. I don't know if they will. I don't know how popular it was. I literally have heard nobody else talk about it. I like how Tomazaki's sister just comes in and is like, wow, I can't believe you're really bored playing TAC fam. Who are you? Who even are you? You're not acting like it's my one brother. Thing when you, it's one thing when you changed your hair. It's another thing when you start bringing people over. But you getting bored playing tech fam? Bring me my real brother back. <laughs> Where's my real brother? <laughs> that was really funny. That's the thing that broke the camel's back. Yeah. That's the straw right there. Is that you get bored playing tech fam. The other two movies we watched were Perfect Blue and Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. So Perfect Blue was fantastic. Story-wise, I enjoyed it really well. I thought that it does a great job of making you feel like you're going crazy, just like the character feels like she's going crazy. In a bunch of the, like literature classes and stuff that I've taken, they always talk about what is the definition of art. I always thought that was a silly topic because art is art. It's people expressing themselves, stopping so 
hoity-toity about definitions but they would always be like art is when a piece of work moves you and makes you feel something and i feel like that's a pretty good definition of effective art is that art will make you feel something that's true in a lot of cases and perfect blue is a good example of that i think that they do a really excellent job of putting you in a mindset where you feel through the filmmaking you feel a lot of the things she's going through even though she's not going through what you're going through yeah the directing is so good that it just confuses you and they just trick you and they show things in certain ways that make you believe certain things or jump to conclusions about things and you're just as confused as her yeah i think it's a really excellent piece of fiction just in general take it out of anime show it to anybody i think that they would get the wow this is a really cool interesting concept and that ending twist where her manager was the one that was impersonating her and killing people or is it still her manager who knows we don't know for sure i don't think so the director doesn't even know what perfect blue means we did read that in an article that he was like i don't know yeah what the we title like of perfect read blue through means. all these interviews with yeah because we needed and like read through and explained well we needed to get it to be explained what parts of these are real what parts of these are and i think real. the point was not what was real and what wasn't real i think i think the point was for you to feel confused about it right i think so too and it did a great job of that i think you mentioned something in the end about man everything is so always about dissociative identity disorder why is everything always about that at that time in filmmaking and i felt that too that kind of spoils it a little bit that that was so involved in the plot but at least the dub called it the right thing (laughs) that did annoy me that it turned out that her manager has dissociative identity disorder but i feel like it was still really cool the way they did it that was genuinely a surprise to me and i think it's more that she's struggling with the identity of being a washed up idol who never really made it very far in her career it has so many great ideas of playing with like way before all these other movies and films and tv shows where people get messed up by a website online here it is with somebody whose life is being written by a website and they know way too much information and is it the stalker is it not the stalker who is that guy and there's people getting killed there's so many good pieces and she's playing these characters she doesn't want to play that go through really traumatic stuff and as an actress and she never wanted to be an actress actress in the first place but she's having to grow up and be one anyway right and do stuff she doesn't want to do because that's how it being an adult works but she goes through that and loses her innocence in a way and then you see her doing murder scenes at almost the same time murders are happening in the real world where people that look like her are killing the other characters while like a projection of her is over top oh that scene was so cool and then it cuts to a scene where she just murdered somebody in the film that she was in but then that's juxtaposed with her actually hurting the stalker and so many pieces that the director tied together so well yeah he did a great job and it just really confuses you it seems like she's unable to understand like after you kill somebody how do i act in that movie scene but then you see her later on kill somebody and then it cuts back to that scene as if she's remembering that scene and knowing what it's like to kill someone even though she never did kill anybody even though but that wasn't real i guess because there's no way she could have had that scene and like done the performance properly there's so many parts all over the place that just confuse you and make you wonder like what's real what's not real it was a trip 
So like I said, we also watched Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which Nausicaa literally be kicking butt the entire movie pretty much. Nausicaa won my heart. She was a great character. She's not perfect, so she doesn't get the Mary Sue title. Although I was always on the edge of my seat wondering if she was perfect. Eh, I don't know. She's pretty close. She could do everything right. That was pretty annoying, but she did almost kill that guy. It wasn't annoying to me. I thought it was pretty cool. She almost killed that guy, though. She was brash. Because she's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she was just really trying to just protect her people. She just watched the king die. So you can't really blame her. I I still think she's a bit of a Mary Sue. But you could argue that her flaw is that she's too brash and that she takes actions that are not mature enough. I gotta admit the plot of this was a bit slow for me. I feel like it could have been shorter and I would have been fine with that. I feel like it dragged on a bit. Yeah, it was two hours. But, you know, I really enjoyed it. I thought that it's moments where you're taken in by an alien beauty were kind of breathtaking. It kind of reminded me of watching Avatar the first time, not The Last Airbender. James Cameron's Avatar. James Cameron's Avatar. There you go. Where you're like taken to this alien looking world and you're flying through the air and environmentalism is one of the main themes. That's true. I think it was very like visually interesting and beautiful. The story itself was a little slow. I thought the characters were good. I mean, Nausicaa was a really good character. There are some other side characters that were good. It was the first, is the first Ghibli film and I'm excited to see more Ghibli films because that's the only one I've seen so far. Yeah, same here. We watched our first one together. Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces here and there. I know I've almost watched Spirited Away, but believe it or not, when I was younger, I tried to watch it, but I was scared. Little did I know Miyazaki is a horror filmmaker. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to watch more of the Ghibli films in the future. So I watched black butler and this is an anime i never really planned to watch but i don't know what came over me got our boy j michael tatum as sebastian yeah Yeah, in the dub he voices sebastian i don't know what came over me i just you know what it was i was at my parents house didn't have very many options to watch i could only really watch netflix over there i've watched most of all the other anime that's on netflix so i was like well black butler it is so i watched black butler It was good. You know, it wasn't one of my favorites, but it was good. It was better than I thought it would be. There's different mystery elements every episode. CL's pretty smart young boy, and he's trying to find his parents' murderer, and that was pretty cool. So there were episodes that were kind of boring because I didn't really care so much about the mystery, but there are other episodes that were really good, and as you get farther into the anime, I think it gets better because it does start to focus in more on Dale's parents' killers and trying to solve that and get into that. Sebastian's an interesting character. He's obviously like a character a lot of people talk about and they love a lot, and so it was interesting seeing him in action as a demon butler. I have to admit though, oh my gosh, I don't know if this is in the dub and the sub but in the dub he kept being like oh i'm nothing i'm just one hell of a butler and he said that like a thousand times like oh my gosh i'm like dude bro if i hear you say you're one hell of a butler like one more time butler and he says i'm I'm one one hell hell of a butler butler. yeah they're like what are you you're just so fast at running and he's like oh sir i'm nothing i'm just one hell of a butler and i'm like i see what you're doing (laughs) i hear you but you're saying this too much man like this was cute at first but now it's like like so many times that he says it. it drives me crazy it's different from what i normally watch but i liked it i also watched japan sinks and that was a hot mess a hot mess you were expecting that to be better i think right well it has a six on my enemy list i gave it a five 
because I thought it was terrible. So pretty close. But I've watched other anime that are rated six on Mal that I'm like, wow, this is great. I actually liked it. Or that I thought were decent, but this was just a hot mess. I was interested in maybe watching it, so I'm glad I know I can no. put it on my skip list. Yes. Characters just randomly die for like stupid reasons. I mean, if Japan sinks, then I would expect people to die. Yeah, but it's like stupid. There are always weird sacrificial deaths that are just random and they go to a cult essentially and nobody seems to be concerned that they're at a cult nobody seems to be worried about that at all and there are just other plot issues and plot holes and thought about dropping it but it's only like 10 episodes so i just spared through it but japan did in fact sink but then at the end it kind of came back kind of rose up again so i guess there's hope for japan sinks too yeah sinks again <laughs> if it was japan if sank it was again. already sank it would be japan sank and i have to say there is like a random time where they all wrapped they're literally in the middle of tragedy after tragedy after tragedy and they just sit together and one of them starts playing a beat on his phone and they start rapping about how the main character and her brother are half japanese half filipino and he starts rapping about he's like 10 starts rapping about how he doesn't like being japanese and then the guy's like oh you gonna take that here let's hear from from our Japanese person and I'm like what is happening <laughs> I'm like what is this I know okay. they're trying to have like a moment of levity after all the tragedy that they've had but like it doesn't have to be rapping like why do they do this in anime this happens all the time in anime man Megalobox this happened where he just broke out in a rap it happened to us in my teen romantic comedy a snafu where Hikigaya just broke out in a rap during a student council meeting like I gotta admit when it happened in Zombieland Saga, I was all about it. See, why does this happen so much? But they, they're an idol group, so I forgive them. Oh, uh, well, never mind. They're literally supposed to have musical performances. Japan Sings just felt like one thing after another, and it was just too much. Can't get over the part where they went to a cult. And also, the girl goes to a party, and they're, like, literally doing drugs and stuff at this party, and the mom doesn't see any problem with her kids, who are, like, 14 and, like, 10, going to a party with some random strange people that they barely even know that's just weird the whole thing was weird so last but certainly not least you watched episodes one and two of girlfriend girlfriend which i saw bits and pieces i don't of, know if i would say too. certainly not least i, I don't know if it is least <laughs> or not i just still don't know if i really want to watch this out of here but it seemed weird from the bits and pieces i saw it is kind of weird i tend to enjoy anime with very weird awkward romances this guy seems like a jerk being like yes. oh i have a girlfriend okay but if you want to be my girlfriend then let's go ask my girlfriend if that's okay. What a jerk. Yeah, he's like basically dating Sakura already. And then Hinata comes along and is like, yo, I will do anything to be your girlfriend. And he's like, por que no los dos? Why not both? And what? No, that's not an option. A girlfriend that stands up for herself would never stand for that, no matter how long you beg her. And that girl was absolutely somebody who stands up for herself. But on the premise alone, that does not fly no girl would be like yeah okay i guess do you know what that shows me what it shows me that his girlfriend originally the original girlfriend does not have respect for herself because screw how much she loves this guy you need to have enough respect for yourself to go you know what no i deserve somebody who wants me and no one else she just needs to 
Tell him like it is. Once he is done having weird flings with girls that make him bento or whatever, then maybe you can come crawling back to me and beg to be my girlfriend again. I mean, making him bento, that's pretty cool. She is pretty great, but also it's kind of hinting that she's basically a yandere for him. Really? Yeah. That's kind of scary. It is really scary. She quit school. What? To train to be his girlfriend. That's a lot yeah that's not normal she quit school devoted her whole life to learning cooking cleaning working out dieting so that she could be as beautiful as possible to be his girlfriend when she confesses and then ultimately be the best girlfriend when it works the idea is she's the perfect girlfriend but also she's crazy so well i guess you'll just have to see where that goes now won't you i'm still rooting for the original girlfriend because i like the fiery personality that's always my favorite yeah. but i have a feeling that he's gonna end up well i don't know this might be one of those animes where he ends up with two girlfriends or three girlfriends by the end i don't know we'll just have to see he now, might not pick we? i don't think that's the point i think the point is that he doesn't pick what a weird anime it makes me feel not as bad as like domestic girlfriend or something that one was nothing was but bad horrible. feelings the whole time but this one makes me kind of feel that same way of oh this is weird and taboo yeah but still it's really funny at certain point so i gotta give it that when i was watching clips of it on tiktok it definitely drew me in well that does it for our episode of talk no jutsu so thank you everybody for listening thank you for listening